0: Here's a message from Ken Lavica.
1: Sports gambling is here. <laughs> just joking. It's not here in Florida, but we are going to talk about it today. Stone the at hit the open. On your
0: mark. Get set. Go. You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What?
2: Did we just become best friends? Yep. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up!
1: Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 106.3. Perhaps one of the, the biggest blights on the state of Florida, and boy, are there a lot of them. I mean, every day. That list gets longer. But perhaps one of the biggest blights on the state of Florida is that it's one of a handful of states without sports betting, without legal sports betting on site, mobile, the entire thing. It's such a financial windfall, the fact that Florida can't figure it out, the fact that Florida initially got it wrong and it's taken forever to reconstruct it. That's such a bad look. I Stone, am I out of line with any of this? I mean, there's, there's only like a handful of states left in this entire country that doesn't have legalized sports betting. It is a travesty that Florida doesn't have it, right?
2: Not, not only are you not out of line, what you said was sort of an understatement. Yeah, true. I'm not even giving it enough credence. I mean, sports betting
1: not being here in Florida is an embarrassment. Yeah. It, it, it's, it, it's actually an embarrassment and uh, forget the morality part of it and uh, gambling and integrity uh, sports betting look at look at new york look at new jersey look at illinois what it pays for basic services roadways schools education the entire thing i mean it's so beneficial it is so Epically beneficial. It's such a bad look that Florida doesn't have it legalized. That people like Stone are having to go outside of the confines of the state of Florida. <laughs> and uh, find their to put uh, to, to, to put in wagers and to gamble. And to, to make some money, some extra money on the side. But all of that said, there is a dark side to it. And there is a side to it where while I think sports betting now in 2023 is absolutely necessary from a financial standpoint and you're not a viable state unless you have it, you're doing your citizens a disservice. If you don't legalize sports betting, I don't actually know if sports betting is good for sports. I'll explain in a second. Ken Levick live on a Tuesday here on ESPN 1063 Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker and at Jared LeVine Action and Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the very rainy, depressy, cloudy, intracoastal. Stone the Friday Night Lights, Radio Life Partner runs this catastrophe until two o'clock. And in his regular Tuesday spot, he is from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Theo Dorsey. Theo, uh, do you do you bet on sports? Do you gamble on sports?
0: Come on, man. Let me, let me tell you something, dog. Like, if, if it's not, I'm competitive, so I like to get into it, especially if it's a sport or a big event that, like, I'm not, I don't have, like, a dog in the fight. I definitely got to lay a dollar or two down. But I haven't been on the side of it where I'm actually, like, being able to bet against the line or anything. I just do a lot of the prop bet stuff because, I uh, haven't tapped into the um, other markets that maybe other people on this show have uh found their way into. So you keep it light.
1: You're yeah. you're focusing more on props than over unders, uh than than point totals, things along those lines.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not against betting on the on the actual game and stuff. You, I just you, haven't. Found you dip that your avenue. toe right. You're yeah, dipping dip- your
1: toe in it. You're dabbling
0: yeah. as uh, as they say. Okay. The Stone- water's fine, by the way. What's that? I said the water is fine. The water, the water is, is fine. fine. <laughs> nice, nice and warm. Nice and warm.
1: Um, Stone, I already know this answer, but you and Theo, we've broken down Stone as a case study many times. Yeah. Okay. This is a guy who's Gen Z. So teams don't matter to him. Okay? Players matter to him. He follows his favorite athletes. That's why he's a LeBron fan. And by extension, a Lakers fan. As soon as LeBron leaves the Lakers, this dude's not going to give two dams about the Lakers, okay? Uh, it's why he is a soon-to-be, we think, maybe Jets fan, because it seems like, I suppose, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the Jets quarterback. He's an Aaron Rodgers guy. Stone is everything I can't stand about fans, everything I can't stand, and I'm generally very supportive of Gen Z, except when it comes to sports. They drive me insane, but Stone is everything I abhor about the Gen Z sports fan, but that also means that the man believes, believes in sports betting, sports gambling, a Big part now of his developmental sports life has involved him being able to put down bets on sports and not risk the potential of arrest or uh, the authorities catching up to him. There are ways to do it, even though it's not legal in the state of Florida. And again, that's a bad job by the state of Florida, but Stone can do this, have his fun, get his kicks without any threat of, oh, legal proceedings. Stone, you love
2: yourself some gambling, and you think that sports betting is great for sports. So we are four months and 11 days into the year, and this is officially, and five minutes into the show, Uh officially my favorite topic of the year. Mm. (laughs) Just the mere mention, the mere open of one show. I even utter the word
1: gambling. The phrase sports betting and Stone, Theo, is beaming. Right now, more interested in this show than at any point that he has been in his year and a half as a part of this program.
2: I am, am so confident in my ability to speak on this topic that I'm almost floating. Go ahead, Theo. I was
0: about to say, I, I just wish I could see your face. Like I, uh, the, the happiest I've ever seen anybody is when I was a kid. I was like 10 years old or something, and our parents got us a big trampoline for Christmas, and me and my brother walked outside, and we saw it in the backyard, and we both lit up. I'm sure that's what Stone's face looks like right now. It's I mean, like ear to ear, huge grin, blushing cheeks. Like I just can you take a photo of it, uh Ken I and just send it? To I me? will, I will.
1: He he's he's red. <laughs> he is he's he's glistening. He's glistening it right oh, now. He's sparkling. He's vibing.
2: He's vibing so hard right now. But there is a part of me that's a little worried on why Ken... Is going here so (laughs) so er early, yeah. So early in the show because he's neglected to tell us his angle, Theo. And for that, I'm a little nervous. Um. And and by the way,
1: uh, Theo can't see Stone because he is in his West Palm Beach abode. Uh, he is he is still a bit under the weather, and because he's a respectful man, he didn't want to get anybody else sick. But because he's a grinder, yes, he's on the show. I'm a via, Gruden grinder. That's right, via via <laughs> no, the magical technology uh, that is afforded to us here at ESPN West Palm. I want to read to you from ESPN an excerpt from Bradley Beal in his postseason, not the postseason-like playoffs for the Wizards. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But I mean his end-of-season press gathering in Washington. Why, Ken, why, why would you even care about something that was said in a Washington Wizards end-of-season press conference? Well, folks, let me read it to you. Bradley Beal. Speaking Monday, at the Washington Wizards end-of-season availability addressed the post-game incident with a fan in Orlando last month that landed him under police investigation. After a loss to the Orlando Magic, Beal and the Wizards were exiting the court and in the visitor's tunnel headed to the locker room. When according to a police report obtained by ESPN, an unidentified man remarked to Beal, quote, You made me lose $1,300, you bleep, end quote. Beal, according to the report, turned around and walked toward a friend of the man who made the comment and swatted his right hand toward him, knocking the man's hat off and contacting the left side of his head. Quote, nobody wants to lose money. I get it. If you keep it about sports, I'm all for it, Beal said Monday. But I think it's when people start getting personal, talking about your family, talking about your character, your integrity towards the game. I think all of that, we can save it. We can really keep those comments to ourselves. End quote. And there is just a brief introduction into the dark side of sports betting. And this is something I've been sitting on for a while, guys, and here's why. It's not just Bradley Beal who's being taunted because a gambling degenerate lost $1,300 over something that really Bradley Beal had no control over whatsoever right these athletes go out there and this also extends to fantasy sports as well so all of you right now you 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 uh, fantasy heathens i know i know that you guys are sitting already looking at draft previews for your fantasy team, that the draft's going to take place five months from now, but you guys can't get enough. Two leagues, three leagues, four leagues, five leagues, uh, PPR, uh, whatever other leagues. You can't wait to put money down or come up with insane bets for your fantasy football team this year. This extends to you as well. I'm talking to you as well. This Bradley Beal experience where he got in trouble with the law, because someone is taunting him over that person's decision to put money, whether it be on an over-under in a game involving the Wizards and Magic, and that's a whole separate conversation about how absolutely dark and, and problematic that is, or an over-under total for that game. But this also brings me back. At the Conference USA tournament, it seems like a decade ago, but FAU playing in the Conference USA tournament. You remember Stone? They had that real tight game in the semifinals against Middle Tennessee State on a Friday afternoon, right? Yes. Uh, Theo was lead hosting the show. You were co-hosting the show. Theo, you remember? I I I connected to the show to talk to you guys right
0: before tip off of that game and at halftime of that yep. game, right? Yep, I remember that like it's yesterday.
1: Me, because I'm the king of sports talk radio in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, was on two different stations at the same time live. Somehow, some way. Want to know why? Because only I can do things like that because I am the king. Book it.
2: Crown him. Crown me. Crown him. Isn't that the Ethernet guy? That's Ethernet guy. That's Ethernet guy. (laughs) I
1: am the king of sports media in this damn market, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise.
0: Can't crown yourself like King James did uh, when he (laughs) made the play-in. Yeah. That's right.
1: Oh, We'll get to LeBron crowning himself (laughs) for hitting a game-winning shot against a team that was actively trying to lose (laughs) to clinch a play-in spot. We'll get to LeBron later on in the show. Theo, thank you for that reminder, by the way. (laughs) Um, But... After that game, and FAU damn near choked that game away. FAU was up 12 at halftime, couldn't do anything in the second half. Middle Tennessee State kept chipping away, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. FAU gave up a four-point play that should have tied the game late. Missed free throw. FAU able to fight off. Vlad Golden coming up with a game-winning block. The Owls able to watch a Middle Tennessee State last-second shot to force overtime, bounce off the back rim, survived into the championship game. And we know what happened from there. FAU cruised into the Final Four, okay? But after the game. There at the Dallas Cowboys practice facility in Frisco, Texas. Vlad Golden takes out his phone. Big 7-1 center. Big 7-1 Russian center. The man's been in the United States of America for three years, okay? Three years. The man opens up his Instagram account, gets in his DMs. Dozens. I mean dozens of, you couldn't play any better, you piece of bleep. You couldn't grab this many rebounds, you mother bleeper. You suck. You piece of bleat. I mean dozens of DMs from strangers. And why why stone do you think? Why stone do you think they're they're DMing a complete stranger who just finished playing a hard-fought college basketball game who's been in this country for only 3 years? Why stone do you it think won. <laughs> and won the game, won the game. Why do you think there are random strangers DMing Vlad Golden about his
2: performance? Why do you you think that's the case? This one's simple. And I'll leave it to uh, one sentence. Because they lost money Mm -hmm. that they don't have.
1: Mm -hmm. Precisely. That's exactly why they're in Vlad Golden's DMs. That is disgusting. And so this is where I need to be nuanced. I am pro sports betting because it's good for everybody via trickle down from a societal standpoint. A state legalizes sports betting. And again, this is why, I mean, I cannot believe Florida's on the back foot like this. It's embarrassing. But sports betting has generated so much revenue for states across the country. If a state continues to vote down, and this hasn't been the case in Florida. They just botched it terribly at its rollout, its onset. It was illegal what Florida did, trying to ramrod through sports betting. That's how they screwed it up. But any state who has politicians who are saying, I'm not voting for sports gambling. I'm not voting for sports betting. They're doing their citizens, their constituents, a disservice because it helps to fund so many resources, both at a local local and a statewide level, okay? So from that standpoint, common sense, and I like to think I got a little bit of it, that dictates that sports betting is good. But there is also an aspect of sports betting that makes sports as a whole less enjoyable. From a sports standpoint, I find betting to be really, 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 really annoying and detrimental to the sports experience because I've seen personally someone that I care for get attacked viciously in his own private direct messages on a social media app for a game he won because someone had a prop on him over under rebounds or over under points or FAU didn't cover that game. And him getting attacked personally. Bradley Beal having to hear about it from a fan. Oh, and it goes past. You suck. Wizards suck. Go back to D.C. You lost me $1,300, you bleep. And that set Bradley Beal off and has him in potential legal trouble.
0: See, but Ken, this is the thing, though. Is that a sports gambling problem? Yes, or is it that unequivocally a, is. No, no, it's an accountability problem. It's an accountability problem. Like if you bet wrong on the FAU game, if you bet wrong on Vlad Golden's over under for rebounds or points, you screwed up. Not Vlad. You're, you're but, like All right, but without
1: sports gambling, you know who's not getting those DMs, those those expletive written DMs? Vlad Golden. He's not some random stranger in Arkansas who's putting down 250, 300, hell, $2,000 on Vlad Golden over under eight and a half rebounds. I promise you, Theo, that's not happening. This is a symptom of sports betting. Sports
0: sports betting is the vehicle that got us there, but really the symptom is still a lack of accountability. Like, if you're that better, I feel like Stone should maybe feel the same way. Of course, at home, you're going to be angry in the moment. Oh, my God, he just needed one more rebound. But at the end of the day, like, bet better next time. Like, we're betting because not just the, for the self-gain, but I do it because I like to be competitive and have some kind of dog in the fight. And if I get it wrong and I screw it up, I mean, uh, a less accountable version of me hops in Vlad Golden's DMs maybe and blames him for it. But a smarter version of me is like, well, at least now I know that maybe he's not the kind of guy to go up and get 10 rebounds but the against pro- the middle of the Tennessee problem
1: State. is, Theo, you're, you're an actual functioning human being. There are, in any walk of life, very ill-willed, barely functional human beings. And I'm not just isolating this, Stone. I promise I'm not just isolating this to the sports betting world. I mean, 100%, I know uh, that. Across the board, there are bad, just barely functioning, barely have a brain cell human beings. Yeah. But there are many barely have a brain cell human beings in the expanding world of sports betting who have no problem getting in some, some random... Innocent Russian dude's DMs because he couldn't grab a ninth rebound in a game that came down to the final seconds where he came up with an absolutely heroic block to actually win that game. They're going to go MF him in his DMs. And that, to me, is really, really gross. And you hear this Bradley Beal story. I saw firsthand that dude's DMs, Vlad Golden's DMs in Frisco. Think about it. If it's happening to Vlad Golden at Florida Atlantic before anybody even knew what FAU was, this was before the NCAA tournament, think about DMs of someone at Duke or at North Carolina or at Kansas, okay? And what I'm saying is that gambling on sports is good for society when it comes to financing basic resources for the community. But from a sports experience, I think sports betting makes the sports
2: experience worse. Mm. Now, I, I love it, and, and I don't necessarily disagree with anything, and, and I like the point you made that it's better for society, but the only thing that I can agree with Theo on when he mentioned that people will find another way. They will find another avenue to lay $1,300 down on something else. Well, oh, the box has already been open. I have no doubt about it. Like, this... This Pandora's box has been opened. There's no putting it back in. Right, and and I think that that's why I find it a little troublesome because us as humans will find another way to gamble, to bet, to lay x amount of money on something that they're upset about. Also, I see this every day. Obviously, my timeline is a little different than your guys in the sense your of sports algorithms gambling are just
1: are just a mess.
2: <laughs> I think it's a beautiful storm. Stone's I, I got don't think what it's we call
1: a mess. A, it's, Theo, Stone's got what we call a barstool algorithm yeah. on
2: social media. It yeah. is a mess. It but scares me. Uh, it, <laughs> it, 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 it should scare you guys. <laughs> but I hate the word barstool, and I hate that you necessarily use that because I don't really support any of those guys besides a few of them. But you do know how much I hate the average barstool fan. I am not one of them. I understand, but what I'm saying is there's, the
1: there's a, Vendi- there's a so. Venn diagram. <laughs> yeah. There's a Venn diagram. And uh, Sports Better and Barstool Bro, they overlap in that Venn diagram. They, yeah, they do. They do.
2: But <laughs> I, I, I think that you would be. Happy to, you know what? I I wish you guys could test drive. I wish you guys could test drive my algorithm I for a day. I want no part of that. <laughs> I'm Yo, worried how, We should I don't make that a I, segment. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> test driving
0: Stone's algorithm for a day. For a day. But that sounds exhausting. But oh my also, god. Also, Stone, how many people are you? Uh, do you have your Twitter alerts on for right now? Like
2: 378. Yeah, man. It, it's yeah. getting it's getting close to 80 plus. Oh my god. <laughs> His phone I, is just buzzing constantly. It's a little over 100, and I think it starts where my mother was really upset with me because I never like to read books. So I substitute not reading books with Twitter and oh, and, and, and reading 24-7 what is being put in front of my oh, face. Uh, like he it, is it, Gen Z through and through, That could be man. dangerous, though. It, but it's not dangerous. It is my job to construct it properly. Stone Labanowitz raised by Twitter. Yeah, like if Boy. I am completely raised by Twitter, but it is my job to construct <laughs> sure, I my notifications yeah. to the point where I get educated and informed on the things that I think are deserving he might be of onto my something. brain. But he this might
0: be onto something.
2: is yeah, and this is why though I appreciate Stone from this
1: standpoint. He is very pro sports betting. If I need to, I I, I was texting Stone throughout the tournament. Hey, this FAU line, where do you think it's going? Not because I was betting on anything. I'm too cheap. This is a good thing about me. I'm too cheap. I'm too cheap, and I'm too scared. I'm too big of a you-know-what to actually put money down on sports, okay? Um, but I was just curious, because FAU was, was the underdog every single time they stepped foot on the floor in the NCAA tournament, and so I was always curious about the line going this way, line going that way. Stone is a big proponent of sports betting, but I think he also realizes the dirtbaggery that comes with the behavior of of those who populate that world. Again, not everybody. I'm not painting with broad strokes. What I'm saying, though, is I've seen firsthand. We see it with Bradley Beal addressing it yesterday in his end-of-season press conference. There are people now that are finding themselves in enough dire straits or they're taking it so seriously that they've gone and turned away from the tribalism aspect of, oh, you're on the opposing team and you suck, to... You lost me money, mother bleeper. Oh, a 20-year-old dude who just got done with a college basketball game? Ah, I'm going to get into his DMs and tell him what I think about him because I lost $150 because of something completely out of my control. Sports gambling, sports betting is good from an economy standpoint. From an economical standpoint, thumbs up, I'm all for it. Florida, get your stuff figured out because this is embarrassing. What's bad is what it's done to the actual sports experience. It plays into what I can't stand about Stone's generation where they just love athletes as opposed to teams. It, it turns its back on everything I was raised as, as a fan. Chicago teams, those are my teams, except for the Cubs. Really except for the Cubs. But those are my teams. If you're a Yankee, if you're a Red Sox, to hell with you. But now, it's, oh, LeBron's there. I'm a Lakers fan. Aaron Rodgers is there. I'm a Jets fan. And sorry to use you as the example. <laughs> I see you all. every day, so I'm I using you as my jumping I don't take any offense off to it anyway. One. But the, 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 the bad, awful, disgusting behavior of people, it started with fantasy, and now it's extended to the legalized sports betting. I think it made sports worse. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience For those of you that do gamble on sports, I want to hear from you because I don't gamble from sports, and I think that gambling made sports a worse experience. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? 888-760-3776. 888 760 You can tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? Now, for you, Theo, the answer probably comes off as yes. Because you're saying, hey... It's kind of a thrill to have a little skin in the game. You don't go over the top. You're not putting your mortgage on the line, but you're 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 sort of saucing
0: things up a little bit. Yeah, what I've come to is a happy happy medium. Like this year, especially when I've I've, I've now created a monthly budget for myself and my fiance, and uh. in that monthly budget, I have you know withered out a little space for for gambling. I got a little play money there, right? So I never go over it. If I make some money off of it, it's it's you know, it's money in the bank. If I lose some money, I had some fun watching the game and I had some ups and downs. Like I I like it. I'm always I mean, I'm just an uber competitive dude and in the days now as like a twenty nine year old sports reporter, you don't have many opportunities to get competitive. Like I'm not out there getting runs in at LA fitness anymore. Like my knees are a little too shaky for especially that. Especially so. the
1: one in Lake Worth.
0: Oh yeah, and you know, I'm done. I'm I'm a champion in Lake Worth Beach. Uh, yes, a reigning champion. Don't ever forget it, Lake Worth community. If you go Center. to that
1: LA Fitness in Lake Worth, they're gonna meet you in the in the locker room. <laughs>
0: Everybody wants their shot at the Warriors, mm-hmm. man. But no, like I I think specifically it it makes it a lot better for me, and it, especially if it's a game I don't care about. Now if it's my favorite team, like I hate betting on. A game where I already super duper care about the outcome because now you're like, that's why fantasy football still gets weird. It's for why me. I
1: can't. Yeah, that's why I don't do fantasy football it because sucks. the mere thought of having to to play somebody who could potentially beat up the Dolphins, I, yeah. I, I I I'd rather take Dolphins fandom over winning my fantasy league.
0: That's that's like one of those weird things where Sunday to Sunday you have to like try and like compartmentalize what makes you feel good. You're like, oh, like that's a great touchdown by Tyreek Hill, but. Ah, uh, like, like, that was against just, my team. For
1: me, like, the 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 stimulation of, hey, the Dolphins won, that's enough for me. And maybe that makes me boring and bland. But what if they lose? But I don't need the extra, I don't need the extra...
0: What if they lose, Ken?
1: Then you know what? I wallow in my sadness. Just, and it's and, and thing. you know what? And what do I drink on, on Sundays anyway, Stone? Tequila. So
0: it's fine. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing that you're missing, Ken. Like, you... If you're a Dolphins fan, you don't control Sunday to Sunday whether or not the Dolphins win or not, right? Like, every Sunday you're clinging to the tequila. hopes and dreams. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you control your tequila income or intake, but you don't really get to control the outcome of these games. Whereas if you bet or if you have a fantasy football team, maybe – you could at least find some kind of pride and joy in something that you did. But what have happens your if hands that? What bit. happens
1: if that turns into a big old football fart well, too?
0: Double the tequila in heck! Like what, what are you talking about? Like yeah. at that point, you're just having a bad Sunday. I guess the
2: <laughs> argument from a gambler, Ken, from uh-huh. me to you, okay. would be if you're going to say that you're going to wallow in your misery mm-hmm. and drink yourself to a spinny, blurry, buzzy <laughs> nap you on the couch.
1: Tequila, you just
2: drink until you're comfortable. What yeah, is- we're making him sound like a terrible person right now. <laughs> We're making him sound terrible. So I would then I'm ask, skilled. what is the difference uh-huh. if you did take Tyreek Hill over six and a half receptions on that Sunday, and he doesn't get it, and that one gambler who's not a Dolphins fan is wallowing and drinking tequila into an unexpected nap on the couch, what's the difference between you wallowing in your fandom and him wallowing in his bet- betting and gambling ticket that did not cash?
1: I didn't lose any money. I didn't lose
2: any money. Okay. And I'm not saying it's a bad
1: thing to put money on sports. What I'm saying is I at least have the peace of mind that, hey, sucks the Dolphins lost. I'm assuming they lost in that hypothetical. You didn't tell me what they did. I don't care if Tyreek Hill has two receptions
2: or 11. But I'm saying is coming from a fan who lives in Idaho who bet on Tyreek Hill to catch more than six passes. I to hell with him. I don't give a damn about him. And, and I think another thing that's going into this that... that... You and Theo, I think, do realize, but it would help if you constantly realize. I I would like to build you guys a template, and I don't have it ironed out right now, but you need to understand the tiers of gamblers. What's
1: with these templates? Uh, Theo has one where he's got a budget each month. Uh, you've got a template now. Are we, what are we, are we talking about Excel? Are we doing it? Are we writing it out? Like what are, what are we doing here?
2: If you would like to see my, uh, Excel sheets on some of the stuff that I do gambling wise. You have Excel sheets? I I do. And I would not like to, I would not proudly show you them, but it does help. It does help clear my mind. And I don't have a template as far as Theo. I have a monthly allowance, right? So I start with a certain number every month. If that hits zero, then I chalk it up and I gather myself and prepare for the next month. It's how I do things. And it's how I stay Mm -hmm. disciplined. But the template is of the different types of gamblers that exist out there. So, if I could run through a one through five real quick, this is just rough. First one would be frat boys. So, these are kids who use mom and dad's money while in college. And that's the type of guys who do DM people. You then have the $5, the $10, the $20 betters, right? The guys that's who me. sip tequila, that's Theo. who sip tequila and say, hey, I think. You know, Juju Smith's going to have a good day. Patrick Mahomes looks ready. Throws $10 on Juju to score a touchdown. Could uh-huh. win him $50, $60. There are those types of betters. There are the paycheck, matching paycheck betters. So, Ooh. depends on what you get paid a month. That's what you're trying to match that month that's as so well. Scary. To double your income. That's typically a way people go about it. Then you have the high rollers, right, and enough said. And then you have the, I can't buy diapers for my baby anymore. The full-blown degenerates. What? The ones who live yeah. behind a fake Avi, who, a fake sure. profile picture who you
1: don't know. There's, I mean, there's certainly that discussion too when talking about sports gambling. The people that get that are addicted to it, it becomes a problem. Yeah, I mean, but a listen, whole nother it's thing. It's just like it's just like alcohol addiction, drug addiction. Yeah. Like there are there are are ways, there are avenues to get help. So I don't even want to factor that into this discussion because I know that exists. I totally understand that. I'm just talking from the true sports experience. Experience. The the sitting down watching a game for me. I was raised sit down, root for the White Sox. Sit down. Root for the Bulls, right? I was raised like that. Now, these days, sit down, root for the White Sox. Sit down, root for the Heat. Sit down, root for the Dolphins. I like to keep it simple. My Sundays, my days go as my teams go. But now, you bring in, there's already this Gen Z, I follow the athlete. That's my guy. And by extension, their team is my team. I can't stand that. And then, there's the sports gambling experience of it, where it gets nasty now. Nasty where a random college basketball player who played at a previously unknown program before he went to the Final Four, I saw his DMs, dozens of, you mother bleeper, couldn't grab another rebound? I mean, that's sick. That's sick stuff. Bradley Beal being taunted because some guys call him the F-word in Orlando because he lost $1,300 putting money down on a Wizards Magic game. And think about it. There are NBA arenas where you're going to be able to walk up if you can already, including the Wizards Arena, and put live betting, live money on what's happening. The NFL is going to adopt that. Think about that. So you're going to go to the stadium, you're already paying out the ass to get an NFL ticket, and you're going to spend your time instead of sitting watching the game, watching the sport, you're going to be at the live betting window? What is that? If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? I say no. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? Theo and Stone would say, yeah, for sure. Me, I just, I don't see it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 760 3776 I'm just so put off on it. I don't know if I'd have the same perception if I hadn't seen Vlad Golden's DMs and seen some of the, the crap that he went through. But again, if it could happen to him FAU center before the NCAA tournament. Think about the other college kids, football players, college players who are power five, big programs. Think about the crap that comes their way. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit BaptistHealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho care. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? I don't think so. And again, I'm not anti-sports. I don't gamble on sports, but I don't like what it does to people and how it has randos treating these athletes. Sorry, I'm not into it. But this is why I want to hear from you. I want to hear your side. If you gamble on sports, does it actually make... You following sports, a better experience, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Twitter's open at KLV1063. He's Theodore, CWPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.
0: From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken
1: Levicka Live on ESPN 106.3. Social media is jam-packed. Sports gamblers, I, I need your insight. And I'm not trying to disparage those of you who put money on sports. I, I, I've laid out, it's good good for communities. The financial impact is indisputably strong. It's a positive And I thumb my nose at any politician who's going to sit on their moral high ground, on their high horse, and thumb their nose at the thought of sports betting. If you're a politician and you're anti-sports betting, I ain't got the time for you, nor should anybody else. I understand the pratfalls that go with it, the potential addiction, the financial problems personally. I understand all of that. What I'm focused on, though, is the dark side of the sports experience that comes with sports gambling. Again, I'm a simple person. Either my team won or my team lost. That's what gets me going. Okay? I don't need a little extra, as they put it, skin in the game. Does anybody say that anymore? By the way? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Really? No. Okay. That's like a... I mean, Theo, that seems like an an old an old term.
0: It is. It's an old skin term. Skin you know in the game. It's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I don't
1: need to sauce up my, my sports experience at all. Okay? But I've also seen... Athletes get attacked in their DMs, on social media, by people who lost money. Bradley Beal getting verbally attacked in Orlando. Now, he reacted physically. It has him afoul of the law, but he shouldn't have to put up with that. Athletes shouldn't have to put up with that. How many times this year have we seen athletes have fans escorted out of the building for bringing it outside the realm of sports? It's not good enough. I don't think sports makes the sports, ex- or I don't think gambling makes the sports experience better. I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't think that sports makes the sports experience better either. <laughs> um, but But I don't think gambling helps the sports experience. I don't think it enhances it. Theo does. Stone does. I don't. If you gamble on sports... Does it make following sports a better experience? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And again, on Twitter, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. I'm just genuinely curious. There's no judgment. But I, I need someone to make the case for me, and I've heard from Theo, I've heard from Stone, but I need someone to make the case for me that the sports experience is better when you gamble. I, I, just, I don't need that additional thrill to the proceedings, 888 I do think you're going to be thrilled with the results of getting your MBA in sport management at Florida Atlantic, FAU.edu slash MBA sport. This is how you get in the sports industry. This is the path. This is the red carpet ushering you into the sports industry. A lot of people ask me, Ken, how'd you get into sports? How'd you get in the sports radio? And I, my, my answer is luck. Don't depend on luck. Like me, you can actually learn about the sports industry, learn what it takes to get involved in sports business, get in the money, find your career, apply your path with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu/slash MBA Sport. Sign up for summer semester classes online, sign up for fall semester classes online and at campus in Boca Raton. Been doing it since the year two thousand, started by the late great Dr. Jim Reardon. This is the way to get into sports. College, local, professional, across the board. It's the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. So we asked on Twitter, if you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? Ed tweets in, not that you ask, but I don't gamble at all. I have an easily addicted personality. I'm pretty sure my family would be homeless inside a month if I were to start gambling. Again, like I understand <laughs> I understand that aspect of it. Like I, I get it. It is potentially problematic. It, it, it presents, and so many people have succumbed to an addictive personality when it comes to sports gambling. Then you get in it. Then you're trying to dig yourself out of it, which it's sort of like uh, trying to to free your car from from the mud. The more you keep pressing the gas, the more that thing sinks in, and you're in trouble. Then the tow truck's got to come, or you really are going to have a hard time pushing that thing out. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the sports experience, the game day experience, the fan experience. I to me, Theo, I just it it it. Makes the fan experience. It, it presents a potential dark aspect of the fan experience, where it goes from "oh, I want my team to win" to "ah, oh, this guy didn't perform the way I thought he was going to perform, and now he needs to pay for it in his DMs."
0: Yeah, I don't like that. That's the problem. Like that's the ugly side of it. It's an it's a symptom of it. There's definitely like a double edged sword that comes with gambling. But I think the part of it we can't ignore. Is that a lot more people care, a lot more people watch, and a lot more people are engaged because of gambling? And I think that in itself makes the experience, it enhances the experience. It, does it get ugly? Is yeah. that
1: a good thing though? I mean, like, I'm all for communal experiences, it but is. I don't it, know if that's it. a great
0: thing. I'm I'll telling I'll tell you right now, there's a reason why the NBA and the NFL and every other league is getting well, in money, bed with the gambling. Money, money, money. money, good, money, money and money, money, money is money, a good money. thing. Is money a bad thing? Money is no, a good that, thing, that's it pollutes the, whole point. the air.
1: Yeah. Now I'm not saying money's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is people's behavior, yeah, changes in
2: in demonstrably negative ways a lot of the time with this. But can I tell you that there is somebody within 20 yards of you in our office <sighs> who made a paycheck on John Rom, who's never watched golf before, who now Sat and watched Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Come and on, and picked up on a lot. That's the beautiful about the sport that he didn't know about. Is that Johnny? That, is that, that is that our is, teammate Johnny? Oh, let's just air it out. Yeah, All that's right.
1: Johnny. Uh, so, but let me. But but John Rahm wasn't he a favorite going in? How did he make a paycheck's
2: worth on John Rahm? Who uh, wasn't he the betting favorite going into Thursday? So he comes to me Thursday and says, "What am I doing? I've never bet on golf." I said, "Okay, there's a way. There's certain ways you can do this, right? You're going to take the guy, the long shot." Just in case you want to cover your behind, or you take this favorite, that favorite. So he put in a few bets: one on Brooks Koepka, one on John Rom, one on Roy McElroy, and one on Scotty Scheffler. He ended up hitting a John Rom bet that ended up being around fifty dollars for a little over eleven hundred dollars, and he covered all of his losses betting on the other guys with John Rom winning that tournament. Got it. And he loves golf now. Well, listen,
1: and, I know there's an art to it,
2: and I understand. For like, sure. And
1: then it starts getting into the weeds with me about how you cover yourself and all these different. <laughs> oh stuff. yeah. Like I, but. Uh, I- I'm happy for him. I'm glad for him. Good. So he's a success story. He's, he's going to be a golf fan now. I'm sure in two years' time, he's going to be in Ricky Fowler's DM saying, <laughs> Hey, make a
2: putt, <laughs> So So I- I'm really curious to how you and Theo take this story. This was two years ago for me. This is an experience directly correlated to my life. I am in the FCS playoffs. Mm-hmm. I am going into a quarterfinal matchup. Oh, please tell me Stone's about to admit that he bet on yes. himself and bet on Southern Illinois. Yes. The game. Please, Calvin God. Ridley please style, God. baby. Somebody call Deadspin. Let's go. <laughs> Qu- quite the contrary. So, earlier in that week, we're playing in the FCS quarterfinals. And during the lead-up to that game, I take a gander on what our line is. Mm-hmm. You know, how big of an underdog are we? This is the number one team in the country that we're playing. We're down a few guys, right? How much does Vegas know? So this is probably Monday, Tuesday, I tapped in. Well, I see this number of how big of an underdog that we actually are. We are a 15-point underdog. Jesus. To the South Dakota State Jackrabbits, the number one team in the country. So, boom, I'm in my room staring at the ceiling saying, what the hell is going on? So you
1: got a chip on your shoulder. So
2: I have a chip on my shoulder because I'm the one – who's watching hours upon hours upon hours of film and understand that we should not be 15-point underdogs. So here's what I did. Uh All of my best friends, hey, whatever a flight costs for you to get to Brookings, South Dakota, (laughs) bet it on our 15-point spread. You're going to have a free flight, and you can come hang out, watch the game, hang out with my family, whatever. Spend a good time in South Dakota. Whatever that flight costs, if it's 350 bucks, if it's $400, uh-huh. put $400 little, down. A little inside information from Stone there. And, hey, Dad.
0: Insider trading.
2: Uh-huh. Hey, Dad, if you want a steak dinner. Martha Stewart. Or, hey, Big Brother, if you want a steak dinner, go ahead and take this plus 15-point spread, and we'll enjoy it after the game. Oh, Southern Illinois' quarterback was coming in cocky. So, Stone the Banner with. So we get into that game. About two minutes in, we realize this is a dogfight. The Southern Illinois Lookies then take They're a 10. They're not that much better. Hell no. So the Southern Illinois Lookies <laughs> then take a 10-point lead into the fourth quarter, and everyone's sitting pretty, and now it's time to go to the semifinals. Yeah, we ended up losing that game. Yeah, right, right. But you mm. covered. But we covered the All game, right. and it was right. something that like, I knew was going to happen. So there's an, an actual uh,
1: participant in college football, an athlete, a quarterback, Southern Illinois, his success story about how sports gambling inspired him yeah. to cover
2: in the FCS playoff. Now, ask me if I thought about that at any point during the game. Did you think about Come it? On hell on no, All I right. did not. Come not on. one point during the game was I thinking anything about it. Come I have, on, Stone. I have, shut up, Theo. I have, to, <laughs> I have to determine whether or not this free safety is four yards off the hash or if he's inside, whether they're running high-low. Like, that's on me. I'm not worried about 15-point spreads. We got that from the jump. I knew what it was. Well, but there's an experience real. that I think is somewhat positive. We'll uh, we'll we'll send
1: we'll send this clip to the Southern Illinois <laughs> Hall of Fame so they can hearken back to uh, to the year 2021 when their starting quarterback he was inspired to cover to cover lose <laughs> but cover in the FCS playoffs based off of the Vegas line the in, 15 point spread insider trading my here's god a real I'm sure thing, the Salukis though. are proud
0: here's the real thing though and I really wonder this especially in college basketball. How many of those guys do know the lines before those games? And I'm not Great saying question. they try to influence the lines, but how many of them take offense maybe to the line? Um, I can, and late I in can the game, you, they're like, I want to push it close. I
1: can tell you not all, but there are definitely – There's got to be some. They definitely do pay attention. Yeah.
0: Some of them definitely pay attention. Not to be – and again, I'm not accusing people of being people that are trying to manipulate – the outcome of these. No, but like Stone. used more they use so it as inspiration. Like, exactly, Be like, what you think we're but five that's, point dogs to these dudes? But that's, and then you're down by three with two minutes left. But that's and you're like, fine because it's innocent.
1: <laughs> What's not innocent is calling someone a mother bleeper in DMs because he didn't yeah. grab a ninth rebound, yeah. which is what I saw. And again, it wasn't just one isolated. And, and I asked Flat, uh, again, FAU center, I asked Flat, how often did this happen? Almost every game. <laughs> yeah. Like, think about that. And and, and the comments under under FAU posts, Instagram, Facebook, throughout the season and in the NCAA tournament, degenerate gamblers just cursing and being dirtbags. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six, Mister Economy. For me, it ruins being a fan. You're no longer concerned with the game, sport, in and it itself. Rather, how that game affects you personally—that normally takes actually being a fan of a team or a player. Now it's just for money. I do think it cheapens. I do think it cheapens the fan experience. I, to me, my sensibilities. Uh. My sensibilities, I think it cheapens the fan experience. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Your calls, more of your social media when we come back. He's Theodore, TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063. Sunshine. From the Anajar and Bean studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBeca Live on ESPN 106.3. j Wubs tweets in, define better experience when it comes to sports betting and watching sports. It's more intense when there's monetary gain or loss. Ten thousand percent, but when you need a simple extra point to cover six and a half, and it doinks off the crossbar, that experience sucks. J Dubs, you define better experience. For me, that that part needing an extra point to make money—that's the difference between making money or losing money. That part is a no-go for me. <laughs> I mean, there's 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 no, there's, there's, no there's, there's nothing I want, even if I make the money. That experience doesn't make watching sports better because I'm watching something so trivial that even if my team wins, it could ruin it. Even if my, my team right. wins, you're going past the realm of, oh, my team won or my team lost. The feelings that, that occur in that space to, oh, my team won, but then they missed this extra point and I lose money, ruins oh. my day. I can't do that. That doesn't make the 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 sports viewing experience, the fan experience, any better. If you gamble on sports, does it make following sports a better experience? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Theo, um, you know what makes going to, to Heat games, Marlins games, Inter Miami games, a better experience? Uh, do, do do you have any any idea what where where my head may be at
0: right now? Can't possibly be, be uh like sitting behind a steering wheel, right? No the opposite of that. The,
1: the absolute opposite of that. Taking the rails, baby. Bright line. big yellow train. It is fast, it is stress-free. Bright line. Heat playing game tonight. If you're going, take Bright Line. Station's in West Palm, Boca, Fort Lauderdale, Miami Central Station. It's just a block and a half away from Miami Central Station. Where the heat Tonight are in play-in playoff action. Play-in playoff action. Premium seats mean you get the premium lounge, get the snacks, get the drinks. Sound the house once you get there. Once you're on the train, like first-class treatment. Except you're not thirty thousand feet in the air. Instead, you're just rolling down the tracks. Looking to your right, seeing the gridlock, saying, "Thank God I'm not in that." The buzzer beater train. Take it tonight. Brightline. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. When the Marlins get back in town. Home runner train. Go Brightline.com. Free Brightline app. That's Brightline, the most stress free way to get through South Florida. Brightline. Go Brightline.com and the free Brightline app. Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens on Ken LeVica Live. What's up, Sean? What's up, guys?
3: What's up? Thanks for taking my call. You know the standard ad segue is—he's a king. It's just not enough for him. He needs to add. He needs to add sound effects, and I and I love it. I love every bit of it. You know, you got, you had to set that up in the break, but that's all right. I love it. I love it. Good having you back, Ken. I felt like a little kid watching the end of the tournament there because, obviously, the brackets were broken. So you, you allowed everybody in Florida to watch basketball as fans right. and no longer having brackets. It was beautiful. Thank you. Yep. But you and the team, uh, I you every, every, every bit of the way. Anyway, Theo, I hope you feel better. Uh, Stone,
0: Appreciate. You, you got a
3: great thing going on with the, the, Blue, Chips, uh, the Blue Chips movie reference. up uh, with you <laughs> in college, that was great. That was great. Anyway, uh, so increasing and decreasing as far as from a sports fan's point of view. Um, I think it really depends on what type of better you are. And I'm going to give you two experiences, if you bear with me, and uh, you can tell me what you think of either one. A I, I'm, I a, I have a young kid, so I watch a lot of games at home. Having a little bit of, of money, I only do like 10, 15 bucks on a game, or on a parlay, I'm sorry. Sure. And so it keeps hockey and it keeps baseball for me a little bit more interesting, and watching at home It's great. But when I go out to the bar every once in a while with the boys, what makes it not interesting and fun is the that, is that jack holes in the back that have a 15-game parlay on sports they don't even care about. Right. And all of a sudden, they're the guy hurting against your Miami Heat because they they need somebody to make a certain amount of rebounds. And it's like, that's not what you need. That's not good for the game. It's not good for sports. And if they want to keep their mouth shut and not be such a-holes about it while they're out and about, you know, then that's fine. But But... It doesn't make the experience fun when you're out and you're trying to enjoy it, and you know they—they're the ones that are, are trying to make their double their paycheck and stuff, and you're just the standard better anyway. Uh, good to hear everybody's uh, back in town, and uh, I, love, I love hearing you guys. I took a break from you guys, but I'm black back now, so good to have you back in the studio, Ken.
1: Sean, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for weighing in. Uh, actually, I, and before we get to break, Sean brings up something that I even forgot to to mention. So my wife was in Houston for the Final Four. And there's four to five dudes sitting in the row behind her during the FAU San Diego State game they weren't FAU gear, presumably FAU fans. But because they had money on the game, and this is the most annoying thing ever, after every play, because they clearly had prop bets for San Diego State, like, oh, told you. Trammell, Trammell's going to get his in the rooting for FAU, but then Trammell (laughs) grabs a rebound. Yeah, I need the hell yeah, let's go. So making sure everybody around him knows that they've got money and where their prop bets are. And Vivi was just like, my wife was like, this is miserable. Miserable. You don't need to give the gambling play-by-play. Take your props in silence, okay? Either root for a team or don't, or let's just shut the hell up. That's another really annoying side product of, of sports betting.
0: Definitely can't can't be doing that from the fan section.
1: No, that's so annoying. Nobody wants to hear you give a play-by-play your props. Nobody cares, okay, (laughs) nerd. If you gamble on sports, does it make sports a better experience? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. We're going to play a game later in the show. What is it? Can't disclose that. It's confidential when we come back, though. We're going to talk about this and a lot of things with the smartest man we know, Steve Zener. Ask Steve's when we come back. He's Theodore CWP, TV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.